0: Elizabeth Evans, and I'm a homeschooling mom of four young kids. I'm figuring this out as I go, but I'm here to talk to Bonnie, who has been writing and speaking on the subject for over a decade and has been homeschooling for three decades. My name's
1: Bonnie Landry. I've got seven kids, they're ages 13 to 33. I've been homeschooling for 29 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandma, I'm, I'm a speaker and a writer, and I'm an advocate of, of joy. So uh, we're here to provide this podcast so that homeschooling can look like you imagined it to be. So uh, good evening, ladies. Hello. Um, hi. hi. I'd like to introduce you, Elizabeth, and our listeners to Lauren Power, who is our guest tonight. And and um, we've asked her here as, as a guest because uh mainly that we get i have received many questions in the past and just recently um podcast questions about um kind of the balance of being a working mom and homeschooling your kids at the same time and a lot of times this question has actually come from moms who have not yet made the decision to homeschool um you know i i need to work or or i would like to work and you know how does how do i make that happen so a, a mutual friend of ours um elizabeth put lauren and i together and, uh, Lauren has also recently started a business in support of this same idea, but she was a working homeschooling mom, uh, for her homeschooling care, career. So Lauren, if you could introduce yourself to Elizabeth and everybody else out in there in podcast land,
2: <laughs> mm, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm Lauren and, um, I am a, I call myself a reluctant homeschooler. Great. Um, my husband was really keen to homeschool and, um, yeah, and I didn't, uh, I didn't like the idea, just to be blunt. <laughs> um, I was terrified, like many of us are, you know, that our kids are going to be weird, or that they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to get the education, or they're going to be, you know, if they're going to miss out. And uh, it took uh, actually a crisis in our family to um, bring us to a point of actually listening to Gordon Newfeld talk of the Newfeld Institute, talking about what kids need the most, mm-hmm. and basically unbeknownst timmy wasn't talking about homeschooling all of the things that i that
1: you love that i was
2: concerned about there was no legs left on that stool and i realized Mm -hmm. what the kids really needed was not what i thought and Mm -hmm. absolutely changed our journey so anyway i I, i'm a business owner actually ran a couple businesses while homeschooling the kids so i'm now have a kind of shift my target a little bit and really helping homeschool moms because just recognizing that i didn't realize that it was a thing to have done that and yeah. how many amazing families are stuck in that now? A lot of them not by choice. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes it's it's uh, where they have to be, you know. And especially with sort of housing the way it is now and whatnot, you know, it's it's hard to to be on one income. So the mutual friend that we have that put us together knew sort of my my own parenting paradigm, and Lauren has the same. Uh, the same ideology and so I thought that would be ideal because you know when when the relationship with your family comes first that changes everything right oh. and so um so if you want to could you speak a little bit to then your philosophy because people are all used to hearing about our philosophy <laughs> yeah. um, kind of where where you're at and what matters to you yeah
2: well I think that's actually um, I kind of started out in my introduction kind of talking a little bit about that that journey for us. Um, basically, that day changed the trajectory for me personally, which then, of course, changed things for my children. The reason that I was so um, thankful to be invited to that session where he was talking to teen, parents of teenagers, we had toddlers, um, mm-hmm. but I'm also the parent of two stepkids, and they were tweens at that time. So they were just about to be teens. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of listening to uh, what he was talking about from two different lenses. But I was there rather desperate actually because our three-year-old daughter, um, very much, not very long before that session, we had started these bouts of crying that I could not figure out. I did not know what was wrong with her and was really at my wits end about how to help I and mean, prayed and you know asked everybody I could think of. And when I sat in that session where where Gordon Neufeld talks about our kids need us, they need us to be present and I was like all the light bulbs went off in my head and I realized I was the cause of her tears I was busy and distracted and doing all the good mom things but I i mean I was at home I wasn't out working outside the home um, but my brain or my um, attention was very scattered and being able to come back from that session the very next day changing you know really a couple of not a lot but a couple of really tangible things about really noticing how present I was being with her specifically, this crying stopped the next day. It was, I mean, you would have thought it was magic, but it wasn't. Um, and then just beginning to work that out. And then of course, at that time, my husband was wanting to homeschool. So all of a sudden she was three. So we had a couple more years to start learning about how what kids need the most. And I couldn't with a conscience then send them to school because what they needed was the time to play and the time to be kids and and the ability to keep connecting with us in a way that really nourished their souls and the difference in our my daughter particular my son was 18 months at the time the difference was so obviously the right thing and felt so right to my own heart it just didn't line up with what culture had taught me and yeah. yet once i heard it i was like it was just like a big exhale of now i know what to do and the difference in the kids and has continued now they're 20 and 20 and 21 now the fruit of those decisions still shows up.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. and I mean that's what he how he touched me, Gordon Neufeld so strongly in that uh, whole attachment ideology was um, he gave me the tools that really culture has kind of beaten out of us in how to be present with our kids truly, like not just there and um, and how to connect with them when connection is is compromised. And so it, it was a pretty life changing um, experience for me as well. Um, so we'll put we'll put some, um, we have in other shows as well, but we'll put the uh, links to the Newfeld Institute in our, mm-hmm. and some of his, some of his works he does that are phenomenal uh, in the show notes um, after a talk.
0: Um, if I may, um, something, uh, somebody I went to college with, actually, she has her own podcast and it's called Trending with Timmery. And the other day, she, I haven't listened to this episode, but um, the quote from it says, that, um, that Generation Z and Millennials are the unaffirmed generation. They don't have, you, you know, that, I think, attention from their parents, and that's leading to all these, like, identity crises and these, you know, the identity in politics and stuff. And I saw that, and it just really kind of, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. I felt like it was like a blow to my stomach, it, just this, I'm so grateful my kids mm-hmm. are, being homeschooled because hopefully I can continue to work on making them feel affirmed. And so it it just kind of seemed to parallel.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think that we are culturally we're at a real turning point. And I think that he's, he and others, his work is our, um, is undoubtedly, you know, the cause of this, right? You know, and when we first started um, getting into his stuff, you know, same probably it's around the same time you did, you know, 20, 25 years ago kind of thing. And yeah. um yeah, well, you could recognize that some of the things he said were so recognizable that okay, here's what here's the problem, not just with my family, but with the culture, yes. right? Um so you're can you tell us a little bit about your family, how old your kids are and um you know, what your homeschool experience was kind of like once you started into it? <laughs> um,
2: we were going to homeschool one year at a time, like just, I uh, know we were homeschool until they were eight because developmentally that was like a really important right. phase, you know, where the mixed feelings began and, and, and listening to Dr. Neufeld talk gave me that awareness of even if we could make it, a couple of years, the difference in their <laughs> just
1: academics. <hang> on. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> we can just hang on until. I know if
2: we can just do that. So that's kind of where I started. But of course, once I started learning, I mean, I, I don't ever, I never wanted to teach kids. I never had any desire, no skill set in that area. So it was definitely, you know, way over my comfort zone. Um, but once we got started or, and started learning about it, I was like, oh, I don't need to be an expert teacher. I'm already an expert on my kids yeah and we got the help from the teachers in our you know the program that we signed up for so i, I th- those were big paradigm shifts for me um, um so we had two um 18 months apart so in school just a year apart and um my daughter was the older um, my son is a year younger so they're now 21 and 20 and don't live in my house anymore um, isn't that weird <laughs> it's very weird it's glorious um, but I can imagine it would be not glorious if they weren't in such a great space themselves um, emotionally that they're they're grown-ups in all all of the work we've done is really showing and then um, yeah so the two of them were part of that journey so you asked me about like how how the homeschooling went
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah, um, eight.
2: Um, say that again
1: clearly you went past the age of eight.
2: Yes, we did because (laughs) it was going so well. So yeah, they it actually became really apparent that they, well, they loved it and they would watch the the neighbors, you know, across the road, go to school. And they were just like, they actually didn't want to. Uh, We were actually able to be involved with a community where they could go and have you know, some time together, which was a really important part for me because I was like, at some point, we're probably not gonna homeschool. This was in my mind. Right. So I wanted them to be able to have, you know, some connection um, so that it wouldn't be so weird at some yeah. point. Um,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, so homeschooling itself really showed me how much our academic system is designed as childcare. right? And what kids need the most, you know, there's some blocks that they need to learn. Um, And how countries like, you know, there's countries like Sweden and these who don't do much academics until age eight anyway. So uh, those first couple years, um, we can relax a lot. And I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a driven performer type person. I love getting things done. And so translating that to homeschooling isn't good because kids don't need that. They need little bit of time made a lot of repetition over time so i felt homeschooling was as much about my growing up (laughs) my own development as it was you know the kids um, and we were really on a journey together so for us we did it we did fairly structured homeschooling because i worked we started at eight we went for a walk we you know we we designed our day with a schedule um simply because i had a schedule um and so unlike a lot of their homeschool friends we were up and had breakfast and started school at eight. Yeah. Um, like the neighbor, that neighbor left at 7.30 in the morning to go to school. Yeah. So it wasn't that weird from their paradigm. Um, but yeah, we we kind of ran things like that.
1: Um, uh, well, and you have the freedom to do that yeah. as a homeschooler, right? You know, I mean, however so you nice, do it, yeah. you know, sometimes we get questions from people, you know, well, I, I, I just had a question recently, well, I use workbooks, you know, is that okay? And I said, well, absolutely that's okay what what matters is the relationship that you have with them and if you decide you want it to be fully workbooked your whole time you, you know your, your whole time homeschooling you know that's okay right uh however you run a homeschool from 6 p.m to 8 p.m that's you when you're at <laughs> school right yes. you have so much yes. freedom and uh you know freedom to structure freedom to be unstructured right it's just okay right every year i felt like it changed yeah. Every three months,
2: actually, everything was on the table. How was working. <laughs> what do we need to adjust my schedule at work, volunteer time, stuff at church? Um, how is it working? That was a regular every I was willing to let every anything go because yeah. the priority was our kids. Um, and so we would often fine tune and it became really obvious at some point I needed to hire someone. Yeah. Um, so that you know, I was like, I, it, it was it was partly a developmental shift in them. Yeah. and partly so there's there's so many little pieces that you can add yeah um, and adjust as the kids and so because you're the boss of really their development
1: yeah
2: um with with that kind of help and that uh, that giving yourself permission to to yeah. notice oh my kids might need something and for me that was a huge point of prayer like okay god i don't show what my kids need but can you help me find what it is and yeah arrive
1: yeah. yeah this was our almost our whole podcast last week was on assessing right assessing and being aware and you know it was, yeah it was it was uh yes yeah, so this plays well into that um do you have a question elizabeth
0: yeah um i'm wondering what the biggest challenge is with juggling work and homeschooling what does that look like
2: i would say your own emotional health is the hardest part i think it is regardless <laughs> regardless i think that's the hardest part um i think planning is the biggest thing um we were weird my kids kind of often felt like they were the only kids with a working mom, their homeschool community, you know, that those moms didn't, um, I'm an entrepreneur born entrepreneur. So there was no way that I would have felt, um, whole if I was home completely. Um, even if financially it didn't matter. Um, I just love, I just love business. So, uh, for, I think the biggest, the most important thing was really, um, was really the planning having a, having a schedule that worked and then and then like i think what i mentioned before being willing to change it um i think right. the advantage i had being a business owner um, was that i was also in charge of that schedule right um, if you're working as an employee an employee then the requirement would require you know then there's another person in the conversation of hey i need to switch my hours can i do that and right. i think a lot of it is we just need to ask for what we need yeah. Um, instead of feeling disempowered, that you know, oh, while I'm working, I can't do anything, and I kind think, of like mm-hmm. we're a
1: victim of our own life, right?
2: Yes, and we have a lot more say about a lot of stuff than yeah, um, than we realize, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, so, so planning is kind of, you feel like the thing is that, you know, how, how am I going to work this out, right? So, yes. so assessment is probably one of the biggest tools you're employing, right? And yeah, what does it look like? And I think sometimes we can tend to get in a, a, a bit of a rut where we're flogging this, a dead horse, you know, that, okay, this is the way it's supposed to look. You know, yes. we're supposed to do it this way. And, uh, you know, and so therefore, you know, I'm failing, you're failing, everybody's failing you know, as opposed to thinking, okay, what's not working here? And that's a completely, in a relationship too, that's a completely different question than you are not supposed to be a bad kid and I'm not supposed to be losing my temper and we're not supposed to wasting <laughs> so much time arguing with it, right? Those are the, those are the, uh, the accidents in a sense, right? The question should be what's not working here <laughs> What is, <laughs> and what's not working, right? Yeah. So, okay. So, um, i'd like you to sort of lay out for homeschool moms what it is you do and how you support homeschoolers and support particularly moms who want or need to be working and homeschooling what does that look like
2: well my i'm a life and business coach uh so that is really sort of the i guess the workings out of that um but specifically i'm drawn to women who are either businesswomen or working moms
1: right. who
2: have the ability to make changes. So it's really uh, helping moms. I think, well, you know, we get it, but we're the ones in our own way. When you ask me the most challenge, I mean, the biggest challenge is myself when it yeah. comes to homeschooling, right? Cause it's my own expectations, my own lack of kindness to myself, my own trying to measure up to some ridiculous, I mean, who knows where that comes from. It's just like the societal, thing of what we think it should look like and we're really yeah. kind of mimicking a classroom or we're trying to you know we see how another mom does it and then it doesn't matter whether they're working or not we think you know we get feeling inadequate which is so much of our own work in this is is doing that work of like wow okay i'm feeling really triggered as i uh, you know i'm not in it, i'm not adequate and so spending some time there individually is part of that so really Uh, Under the guise of business coaching, it's really life coaching and helping women work through the obstacles and really practically working out what isn't working. And I think the reality of working with the coach is that, you know, I've worked with coaches myself for so long um, that we're able to talk with someone who gets where we're at, who's fully, talk about what we just talked about, someone who's fully vested in you, which is what we want to be for our kids. Um, and actually listen through the process of what the what the issues are, and someone who's already gone through it. Um, so I really just come alongside, okay. um, you know, moms and walk through. Usually individually, but what I'm doing right now is a free boot camp for um, you know boss moms who are homeschooling. Okay. Some of them won't be home schooling, but really trying to navigate through all that. And we, it's actually the next one I'm doing is starting next week, but we really just take five days and really give women a bunch of great tools. A lot of them are about okay. self-awareness, but also just practically, how do you, um, how do you figure this out in whatever season you're in? Cause it changes all the time.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I sort of imagine just by kind of what you're saying and the the life coaching aspect of this, that, um, like even moms who aren't working outside the home or inside the home or, you know, be, but beyond, um, you know, like they're, they're having paid employment. It's probably still benefit. Right. <sighs> because it's time management. It's tools for self-assessment tools for, you know, cause I, I always have done things above and beyond my duties as a stay at home mom.
0: Yes.
1: Right. And I've never, I've never worked outside the home. I've never worked for paid employment, but you know, I've written books and I've, you know, ran groups and done co-op and all that kind of stuff. And I think, okay, you know, that, that, uh, sort of life coaching aspect of this would probably be helpful for most moms, right? Yes. In oh terms Lord. of just making your life smoothly, you know, Yeah, it's would, it different be than... yeah go ahead. would it be helpful for moms who have some kind of job that outside the home that they can't change hours of That they, you know, work evenings or they work weekends or whatever. Um, ah in terms of, okay, so how, in direct ways, how would that help them?
2: Well, I think because the biggest obstacles we have, no matter where we're, whether we're in charge of the hours of our employment or not, is still ourselves. Right. And so when we say are in a tighter container in your employment, for instance, right. the reality is how you relate to yourself and your kids, which is 95% of homeschooling in reality, um, the success of it is really about that yeah um that we still get in our own way you know we we beat our you know that we beat ourselves our rituals of self-care like we've grown up all of us have grown up with mothers i mean i haven't met anyone yet maybe there are some out there we've (laughs) all grown up with mothers who didn't look after themselves especially well they they taught us to be codependent to look after everybody else to do all of that stuff and so that's what we feel is right and normal and so much of the work we need to do is to pause to learn that it's okay to rest it's okay to actually, it's not just okay, it's essential. It's but essential. there's so exactly. much of that stuff that goes on. So I know a lot of my own work has been around that. And I felt like homeschooling was just one of the catalysts for my own growth. Yeah. Um, it just happened for me that it, I was, you know, my love is for business. So that's what worked for me. But yeah. I really think it doesn't matter what else you're doing besides homeschooling. Homeschooling is like, it's like adding a whole other layer of yeah. I don't know what to parenting. Parenting is the hardest thing already. And now you add homeschooling. So you add another layer of yeah. work to be done personally. That's yeah. beautiful and difficult. And that's, I think, a big part of the joy of this growth period for our whole families
1: as we can yeah. help better. Yeah.
0: You were saying that, um, that moms who may not be working could benefit from um, your boot camp. Um, but I'm wondering... Like because I, I think about there are a lot of things that I could better and control, but a lot of it surrounds, you know, like my almost two year old daughter, where I can't control or you know, put her into this little box to get a, B, or C done because, oh, she's pitching a fit because she's hungry, but she's refusing to eat anything. You know, so would a mom year
2: <laughs> She's being too yeah,
0: right. So would a mom, you know, say at my stage in life still benefit from your cor- your course?
2: Yeah, I think so because um, I think the, the biggest part of that, just that dynamic you're talking about, like when our kids are toddlers and really young and really, if there's no containment. That's, you know, they're, you know, adding some structure and some sanity, you know, but yeah. so much of that is self-management, right, my Lord. Um, yeah, no, it it really helps. And I think that's, I think the dance that we're all in at, at whatever stage, the, whatever, how many kids and what their ages are that we have in this moment is our reality. And so often we're, I mean, I, I listen to it all the time and it breaks my heart is parents going like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till the kids leave, or I can't wait till yeah. this, whatever's over. And we're, it's very difficult to be present, um, On lots of different levels so we spend um just so it's clear we spend about half of the boot half of the boot camp sessions like there's five days of training essentially Mm -hmm. half of it is for everyone it's just Mm -hmm. managing ourselves better um hours
1: per day just so people are aware the the boot camp itself yeah
2: it's just an hour a day but you don't have to be live you can listen to the recording okay Um, so yeah, it's just a container to try to basically get you a lot of stuff fast and then you can decide what you want to do with it from there. Um, but yeah, so
1: no, it's very good for everyone. I think, um, just speaking to your question, Elizabeth, that, that, um, this is something that really struck me, like just looking at your website and your work was that, you know, the relationship with your kids. It has to come first right and I mean I'm talking about efficient homeschooling all the time homeschooling can be efficient you don't have to be you know you don't need a lot of clutter blah 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 relationship clutter I think is one of the ways that we we it just takes so much time when you get into endless cycles of with our kids where if we're if attachment and um, our relationship with them becomes the the first point of contact we eliminate a lot of the problems that that become just eternal daily problems, right? That doesn't mean she isn't going to come up every day with some new, you know, things she flips out about five times a day, but that it's, um, you know, it it spins out really quickly because of how we manage that. Right. Mm. And so, um, you know, or if it doesn't spin out quickly, we we just learn to be okay with it. Right. Like you're just, I'm just going to be with you, who you are in what you are right now, the same way I can learn how to be with myself in that way. When I'm, sad or mad or you know um uh ras razz- you know frazzled or whatever right and so it becomes kind of an, a point of efficiency really you know i mean i hate to cut it into sort of that seems like heartless it's terms but beautiful. really yeah it is a beautiful
2: way to say that that's exactly it is you end up not doing so much damage and wasting so much energy for everyone and actually spiraling yeah, yeah. so everything is it's it's like everything gets tighter yeah and more beautiful it's like how can it how can it help everything it seems like how could this simple change yeah change your life change your relationship with yourself with god with your spouse with yeah. your kids with your homeschooling with the result like it it absolutely is paradoxical absolutely it, it, like, paradigm everything yeah
1: yeah and i always call it the win 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 because we win <laughs> because we learn to be more virtuous the child wins because they get a mom who's whose first goal is to be In relationship with them you know in a healthy relationship with them you know of course that affects our relationship with God but also in the culture right the culture is seeing something that that calls them to a higher bar and they want it right they want it whatever that is going on in there that's what I want you know and so I mean it's just yeah it's an incredible thing so yeah so I would encourage people to have a look at your boot camp that would be fantastic is there a charge for the boot camp
2: it's a free it's a five Wow okay cool yeah, it was one of those things as I was, you know, kind of praying about, like, how can I make things more accessible right now? This was kind of the idea that's, yeah that's popped. So there may be another one coming as well, but, if, you know, depending on the timing of people okay. listening to this, but
1: yeah. Um Yeah, this comes out on Monday. So if it's, um, you have one, how often do you have them? It's,
2: well, about once a month, but the okay. Monday one, it won't be too late to jump in on Monday if okay. they want to jump in right
1: away. Okay, if, if someone's like really
2: hungry, you know. It's yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Elizabeth, did you want to, um bring up those questions that were the ones that were specifically submitted by parents sure okay great
0: yeah um one of the questions is what are your best tips for parents who want or need to work while they homeschool their kids
2: yeah i i just think that being kind to yourself is a big part of that Um, and being doing your best to be present um whatever time you have uh, here's something that i think really helped me and it may help you the best tip is a lot can happen in 10 minutes and one of the biggest things that I did after listening to Gordon who thought my daughter was three my son was 18 months was to take 10 minutes and be present with my daughter. 10 minutes everything would calm, I would calm as well, um, but it, she would go play everything what she would continue on and just doing that two or three times a day and actually if your kids are a little older doesn't matter. Around ten minutes of you being totally focused, no phone, no thinking about what else you have to do, just you know listening. Um, I also recommend, um, I, and I'm, I just touch on this lightly in, in the boot camp, is looking at the fivelovelanguages.com. Go to that website, find out what your love language is, and in that ten minutes, do something effective for each of the kids that works for them. So that's thirty minutes a day, on average. So whether even if you're working long hours. It doesn't take long to have spend thirty minutes a day with each of your kids, and everything in your house will go from zingy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It'll start to settle, and you'll start finding better connections. And I, I would, I would start there, um, start there. as a homeschool yeah. mom. Yeah, everything a, everything a great
1: there. expression, A lot can happen in ten minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. one of the expressions yeah. that we, uh, that I find is a mantra is, "Don't, don't, don't make it worse." Whatever, okay. you <laughs> happen, whatever you do. Whatever you do don't make it worse. You know, so whatever's going on, <laughs> like you know, just spill a jug of juice on the floor. Don't make it worse by screaming at anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that is. Yeah, so those catchphrases are important for us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's it. Like to, you know, a lot could happen in ten minutes. That should be a little poster on our fridge, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I love it because um, so I have four kids and my youngest son is four, and he. I've been noticing has been really wanting more attention and he he's not been acting out but he kind of he'll you know sit down and try and write letters and he's just making x's and lines and stuff but he'll keep bringing me these like little things of art you know and like this is for you and then he'll stand there and like can you read it and I said No, what does it say and then he'll kind of look at it and think for a minute and then he'll tell me what it says yesterday I you know I had millions of things to do but he wanted to play a game and so I sat down and I played a game with him and it was like he was just so happy
1: wow so good it's such a good example
0: yeah because it's this
1: time when your kids are young that it's just so hard to stay aware of that because you just Mm -hmm. so many balls in the air you know right (laughs) Yeah. yeah so looking back you know you think how did i do <laughs> But honestly how did I do that looking at
2: my own kids who have kids you know uh, I don't know <laughs> Yeah, it's a season that you end up swimming in and you just keep going but yeah I'm the same looking back I'm like I don't know how <laughs> yeah, yeah. and four kids God bless you that's a lot of a lot of stuff going on and a lot of personalities like it sounds like your son is a gifts probably a gifts guy yeah um, bringing you things and you know then it amps up when they're needing attention and it shows up in different ways my daughter God bless her is the complete opposite of of me
1: yeah
2: um quality time it was really hard for me to figure out I had to be a pretty big detective on that one so oh, yeah me being busy and distracted you know mentally busy and, and un- unavailable essentially mm-hmm. was like her kryptonite it was absolutely the worst possible scenario for her was for me to be busy you know yeah. distracted yeah um, from her, for her love that that my son not that. the same he was um you know touched so he- He'd come and get a hug when he needed one and so he was fine but my daughter was melting because of that disconnect Yeah, yeah i
0: think my son one of my sons is the same way i think quality time is big for him because he just he just wants to play a game he loves board games so that's all he asks all day long will you play a game with me it's the hardest
2: one it is the hardest one like oh yes i understand
1: (laughs) i was so excited when my kids could we're old enough? They could play games together because I yes. never had to play another board game in my life. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You true. know, except Two it doesn't work. work.
0: Board games and crafts, and it's <laughs> like <laughs> once you
1: are on your own with that, I'm
0: so. <laughs> except that doesn't work when my oldest son does not really like playing games. Yeah. So you got a couple more years before <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh,
1: okay. Oh, that's so true. Questions from parents that we'd, I'd like to address. Do you wanna um, bring those up, Elizabeth? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, can you talk about how to avoid comparing homeschooling hours um, and experiences to those in public schools?
1: Mm. And in this case, other homeschoolers because you're yeah. like different than other homeschoolers too, right? right. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing I think to realize is that I think I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier is that the school system was developed as childcare. It is not the best way for kids to learn under any circumstances. If we were to start like, okay, developmentally, what do kids need to learn by the time they're 18, you know, to have a full (laughs) life, be able to go to university or whatever else is on your criteria list, it would not be sitting in a classroom for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's really good to give yourself permission to let go of that. And whatever it takes to let go of that, like if you need to remind yourself or whatever, like just it's okay. What your kids actually need, they can get in about until, and, until they're quite a bit older, you know, grade six, seven, some of the foundational stuff is starting to get more important, but elementary up to grade four, three, you can so relax on the hours. There's not, there's not hours that are required. They need to just have some touch points. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also giving yourself, and here's the thing, and just to be honest, when I, my kids were that age, I knew this. And it was still really hard because i hadn't journeyed yet now that my kids are 20 and 21 and bonnie's similar we can tell you yeah it is not necessary it gets worked out and your kids are going to be fine so i think that's a big part you can just let go of those expectations that we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. and also as far as like how how other people are doing it there's so many right ways and every family and the dynamics are different and even if it's not the way you want to do it like say you're like well i would I would way rather have a different job where I had different hours, or whatever it is that you feel would fix it for you. It actually isn't going to be that much different, even if you get your sweet spot, because the reality is what your kids need, even if you just have a couple hours a day, is enough.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think now, I just let go. For moms who are in a situation, maybe they're in a group of moms, and they're the moms are talking about, you know, how they homeschool or various other things, and that feeling starts creeping up your back, and you start getting stressed what do you recommend in the moment when you're in the moment getting that feeling like I'm not adequate or we're not the same or whatever. Yeah. I think the best thing to do is ask, is to ask like, what
2: am I feeling? What, what is this making me like, be aware of the feeling cause it's not always the same. You know, there's, it's it triggers something in us. I'm not good enough. They're doing a better job. My kids are going to fail. Really get honest about what is yeah. coming up for you. What is that? Because until you actually know what is activated, when that's happening, you're not able to do much effective work with it. But once you know what it is, I'm a fail, I'm a terrible mother. Yeah. My kids are going to die, whatever it is. I mean, it could be that dramatic. Um, once you know what that is, then you have some ammunition to go at it and actually speak the truth about what it is. Are your kids going to fail? Actually Bonnie and Lauren just told you, no, actually, you could actually do no school with them for the next two years, actually, no matter what age they are and they'll be fine. They yeah. will recover. Um, so you, you can rest on that, but also then notice, cause it's an invitation to notice to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. For your own self, what needs to have yeah. some, have some truth spoken and yeah. this is actually where the work is for all of us is
1: yeah, I
2: am, fine. I am enough. I have, my kids are going to yeah. be fine. Yeah. 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 Fine. I, here's the, want I just say one other thing is we like to deflect on our kids that mm. they're not going to be okay. And it actually isn't about that at all. What's actually going on when you really dig down. Is that I'm not okay yeah and so then we like oh well my kids are not gonna be fine and we 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 think that's the actual story but I encourage you to dig a little deeper it's actually that I am I am what I'm
1: feeling a thing what is the thing
2: (laughs) yeah and I I have a feeling chart I love to give people and actually I could send it to you You can make it available Um, and I use that a lot from my own self because I'm I'm a recovering no feeler I learned young in my family that you know, there's a few emotions that were okay, but not a lot of them. So I, I have had right. to work over the years to get better at figuring out. So having a list in front of you, I kept it on the fridge. I had it on the counter for years with the kids. Yeah, that's really them. helpful
0: for parents. Yeah. Yeah, I use it. Great tool. Um, could you also share tips on how to avoid feeling like my kids are receiving less of an education because I'm not at home full time?
2: Yeah, that is a big one. I felt like that a, a lot. Um, I think the thing that helped me was that I knew I knew I think I'm enough of a rebel to notice that what the system says kids need is mostly garbage. (laughs) Not mostly (laughs) it's a lot of garbage mixed in. They do a lot of, you know, really smart people know what kids need. Um, but the system, the education system itself and what kids need to say, enter college or to like, when it's really good to think about what is it you want for your Mm -hmm. daughter or son is it you want them to become a doctor. So they need to have these things like what's the track that you have in your own mind for your kids. Of course, your kids are going to do what they're going to do, but it's really good to really digest that. What is it that you're really anxious about? Mm -hmm. Um, what are they going to miss out on? Is it that they're going to go back to school in two months and they're going to be behind Is it that 10 years from now, they're not gonna graduate from high school? Is it that they're not gonna get a scholarship? Like really break it down when you start really feeling inadequate and say you maybe look at the homeschool mom or family who's taking their kids on field trips and they have all this fun and you're like, I can't do that. Um, And so your kids, maybe it's part of it is that they feel left out and you're like, they have like a, not as fun an education is sometimes part of this as well. I would recommend that you connect with other families as well. Like we networked a lot. Um, I, the reality was I couldn't drive my kids everywhere. I worked. So I carpooled up and, and had families that were able to meet us and take the kids and, and I, you know, so we, we worked out some trades like that. One thing I would recommend is just being so, allow yourself the permission to be creative so many ways to get your kids what they need and and often it's not like sometimes like Bonnie said sometimes it's crafts and he, i'm one of those i'd rather poke myself in the eye than do crafts <laughs> my daughter
1: needed
0: crafts craft,
1: elizabeth
0: are you a crafty are you crafty can't wrap my head around it no me i <laughs> <laughs> desperately because
1: it
0: would i wish i was i do but i just I'm very black and white. It's like, if I don't follow the directions, you know, like word for word and it messes up, then I feel like a failure.
2: So so then you just fail at crafts as well. Right. Yeah, no, It adds to that. Oh my gosh. So, so what we did is hired someone to help us. So yeah. I hired, and here's, it was a great tip. I hired grandparents locally who were missing their grandkids
0: and they uh-huh. came and did
2: crafts. And so we didn't have any family in the country that yeah. we had nothing, none of that. So it ended up, being a solution that helped in lots of areas. So when you feel like you're failing, think about in what exactly way are you failing? Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's often a solution for that that you may not have thought of until you did the work of getting really specific about what is it that you're feeling you're failing
1: in. Yeah. And write it down too, you know, like if I think mm. sort of just even brainstorm on a piece of paper, like what are all the feelings that come up for me? And and uh, and mm-hmm. when, why, you know, that, that we can just sort of start to, I mean, unpack, you know what's going on in us because we're often very unaware of our feelings it sounds like your course is is would be really really helpful for people like that like what what is it that's going on with me um yeah, no kidding. i like i just want to harken back to something you said at the beginning of this particular question was you know i'm enough of a rebel that and you know i think finding our inner rebel is a really good idea you know because <laughs> mm-hmm. the, being you know i was just answering somebody's question online there somebody had sent me a question and you know what do you do when um, when people don't agree with your choice, right? Like your family or whatever, don't agree with your mm. choice. And I said, you know, just be really confident in who you are. And if you're not confident, pretend you are right. <laughs> and that's reality, you know, that we, we, okay. You know what? I'm just going to hold my head high. I rarely ever got people in my life saying, you know, um, why do you, uh, you know, are you sure you're doing the right thing with your kids or, or that kind of, I just didn't really get that. And I was hearing other people got that kind of thing. And I think it's because I just pretended I was super confident all the time. <laughs> like, I might not have been, but, but I certainly carried myself as though I was. And I think that makes all the difference. Right. in how you carry yourself. Yeah, right. And just being
2: okay with the decision you you've best. made. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I also love your idea of hiring out, you know, oh, yeah. parents in the happen. area. You know, my, my neighbor is just the best neighbor ever. She just loves my kids. She brings them little gifts and yeah. she actually was it last summer brought them over a couple canvases and some paint and she had them just doing a little painting craft and oh, um, your neighbor she, needs your help. Craft mom. <laughs> yeah, your
2: your neighbor needs help. She needs help.
1: She really does.
0: Yeah.
2: Doing crafts so right. that you can like you're going to relieve her of this uh, hole in her life that she doesn't get
1: to do crafts with yeah. kids. <laughs> right you know we have yeah. that to like people in our community people like talking about what they do and what they love and so you know somebody works as an engineer you know or somebody's a beekeeper or somebody's a whatever to say hey you know would you just talk to my kids about what you do like if field trips don't have to be um mm-hmm. uh you know a, a formal right they can be very yeah. informal you know mm-hmm. um can we just talk to you about what you do can i just let my kids ask you some questions you know and that's a beautiful gift to that person right people it's a compliment to yeah. it, yeah. it totally is and you some know, of those
2: people are still my kids local grandparents
1: yeah what a like, all, love like that's 18
2: that. years later so yeah yeah like that's like a benefit like wouldn't have even thought of
1: wouldn't right? be cool if somebody had a uh, you know, especially in a in a bigger city, um, you know, we live really rural. so I don't work here, but um, in a bigger city, if somebody, uh, some homeschool mom, kind of gathered a group of, you know, grandmas and grandpas who had a little extra time and would like to share what they do, sure. right? And so, I mean, right now with COVID, we can't do it <laughs> But, right. you know, a year from now or five years from now or whenever we're through this, uh, this thing, um, you know, to have a pool of people that you could call and they, this is the kind of thing I do, you know, Mm -hmm. I would love to teach some kids to knit. I -hmm. would like to, um, you know, take kids out to the park, you know, or whatever. And, uh, you know, what a lovely gift. Wow. What a lovely gift. And for Mm -hmm. now you can
2: do it one-on-one rather than assembling everyone. One-on-one or you you can totally
1: zoom, right? Right.
2: Yeah. And if you really get clear about what you're feeling stressed about, like I really noticed like Mm -hmm. crafts stressed me out. Like I need to find a way for the kids to have some crafts. Yeah. And the other thing that stressed me out was I didn't want to be cleaning my house. I wanted to be with the kids. So I hired someone to clean my house. And I remember talking to my husband about it and just saying, I feel honestly inadequate that I'm even thinking about hiring someone. And he's like, are you kidding me? Would you rather have one extra client every two weeks and have the house clean? I'm like, That'd be so much fun to just have one extra client. Yeah. Um, I, it took, I think the kids were it, until the kids were 10 or 11 until they oh, actually made me a little younger until they needed to start to do the cleaning, all of it, not yeah. just a little
1: bit of it. And I had to, yeah. I had to fire my
2: house cleaner because the kids needed to do it
1: we often had a house cleaner and, um, even as my kids got older, we, you know, we have seven kids, right? They, you know, so yeah. it's a big house to look after. We often had a house cleaner. And for me justifying that, that was a big self care thing. That is okay. Yes. I just don't need to think about that. I can have people went over whenever, over whenever I want. Cause I know my bathrooms are going to be clean, right? Cause hospitality is a big gift of ours. Right. And mm-hmm. we love to have people over, but also in, in terms of just sort of saying, okay, why, why is this okay? I think, okay, well, I'm very efficient i don't spend a lot of money on curriculum you know um if i added up you know all the money i saved on not having a program you know um or not getting babysitters for date nights or whatever you know whatever it is that, yeah. the things i don't spend money on yeah i'm happy to put that towards somebody to come in and help with cleaning
2: yeah you can figure it out yeah um, sometimes you can even work a couple more hours like there's just you can this is the creativity part figure out what it is you really are missing and then ask how can i do this and things come yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah for sure how are we doing for questions are we we're pretty much uh, just about out of time but is there any more questions that pop into your mind Elizabeth before we um, no okay so I'll just then last question where can we find you we'll put it in the show notes but if you can just say it out loud then people
2: yeah um, I'm at aligned business lifestyle Okay. Um, you can um, Facebook Instagram actually if you go to the Either of those pages, there's a link there that you can um, look at more information about the the bootcamp, um, and then of course you can message me on either of those. So it's aligned business lifestyle, which of course is okay. all about alignment that we've talked about. This is kind of
1: yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Amazing. Thank you so so much. This has been mm,
2: long thank time. you. It's
1: such a pleasure. Accesses so much. people are so gifted, right? It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. And
2: these moms who are doing this, like, I just want to encourage you that my goodness, this is the best investment you can possibly make. Yeah. Um, all of our kids, friends who didn't take the road we did, not just homeschooling, but being present yeah. from the moment, the road, the division happened, um, yeah. till now the layers and layers of benefit of the, the work, because this is a lot of work. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. continuous commitment to this is so worth it so if yeah. you're feeling tired of this and you're whatever it just be encouraged yeah. the layers of benefit really do show up so
1: oh yeah, yeah for sure thank you and god bless thank yes thank you, thank and you on, uh, thank yeah. yeah we'll we'll uh, pop this out on monday thank you okay thank you Bye. bye, bye.